Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in November of 2021. And welcome to episode 62, Learning About Reflecting. We want to give a shout out to Dr. Hilary Kreisberg. She was one of the presenters in the Making Math Moments That Matter virtual summit. And I know her virtually. (laughs) She responded to our episode 60, where she put, so glad you attended and found my session useful at Make Math Moments. And then she put, great podcast episode. And that was what we were talking about, questions. Questions, yes. I wanted to share some good news about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Now, I stopped watching it a long time ago, but I just happened to be flipping through the channels, probably because I was watching like a Hallmark movie or something, and it was a commercial. (laughs) And I see this giant scientist balloon on the screen. It was Ada Twist Scientist. I bought that book a few years ago and read it and come to find out now it's a Netflix series. Have you watched it? I haven't yet, but after we watched the Macy's Day Parade yesterday, my daughter and I, we were both like, we have to watch it on Netflix. So I think we're going to try to catch that today and see if we can we can watch it. I, I'm really excited. I was I was just as excited too when I saw it as a, as a float. I'm like, Wow, there it is, a, a scientist, right? Definitely. And and have you read the book? No. It is I've, it is so adorable. Obviously, I'll, I think, I'll loan it to you. <laughs> right. I think I've read just I've seen like parts of it, but I haven't read it in its entirety. So definitely something that I'll have to get. It's so cute. I mean, basically she she gets in trouble for being so curious. <laughs> but then at the end, her family embraces that. I want to go watch it because I think in the book, she's much, much younger. And now right. the series, she's eight years old. So I want to be able to capture and, you know, see what's going on in her brain these right. days. It looks and, so adorable. And you've discovered something else about the float that it's also. Yes. That the pen behind her ear is 20 is the length of 27 regular pens. Wow. <laughs> I think these things are so awesome. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could turn that into a fun like math fact too or a math problem, couldn't we? Yes. We could use that information. I, and then um, there was something else too. Yes. She is, her balloon is the second ever African-American balloon to soar down the streets of Manhattan. Following Amazing. in the footsteps of 2002's Little Bill Balloon. Yeah, and it says the pen behind her ear is the length of 27 normal-sized pens. We could lay out 27 pens easily, right? Ooh, yes. The kids do that and then try to figure out how big the actual balloon is. Of course, you can look it up. It's, you know, right there. But I'll right, tell everyone. Right. Let me tell everyone. The, <laughs> the height is 51 feet. The length is 41 feet. And the width is 29 feet. Guess how many handlers it took? You watched it. What do you think? Give me an estimate. Oh, uh, there were so many for so many, like with, I don't even know, for, for like other floats too. Just for um, How many handlers do you think it was? I'm going to say 
third. No, I'm going to say 40. 90. I, yeah, I was like, I feel like that's low. 90 yeah, wow. crazy. Wow. I don't know if I'd ever want to be a handler because I know you have to get there at oh dark hundred. <laughs> and it's freezing usually and all of that, but right. it would be kind of cool. Like one of those bucket list experiences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get into today's episode. And we skipped our reflection because today we are reflecting. And it's funny because I looked back in our notes in episode yes. 23, we did first quarter reality check last year around this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then episode 32, funny, 23 and 32, I don't know if we intended that one, was second quarter reflections. And then we haven't really done a whole episode on reflections since then. Right. Yeah, I think we were done, but then we didn't want to reflect anymore on that on that year, on that, that hybrid hell. year. Oh my gosh. That was, yeah. God, hybrid yes. hell, it really was. It, it yes. Man. Yes. It, yeah, I, I, there's nothing else that can be said about that. And I don't even want to relive it. Me so neither. let's move on. Yes. Um, but it was funny too that when in our last episode, we were speaking with Berkeley and I wrote down after we were done, I wrote down on my reflection for this episode just to have it fresh on my mind. But I wanted to talk about the importance of reflecting about our practices and <laughs> It's just so funny that we are now turning that into a whole episode. I didn't even realize when we were talking about what we're going to talk about today. Anyway, it w- wasn't something that I had intentionally done, and there it is. And there it so is. So it was meant to be. It's time to reflect. So let's talk about reflecting. How often do you think you reflect as far as your teaching practices? Probably not enough. That's first, always, right? I feel like I don't. but. I would say maybe twice a week, once a week, like, like not, not, it depends on, I think there's different kinds of reflections, right? I I can think about, okay, well that, that task went well, or I'll have to change that up for next year. I'll have to do it a little differently. Or what else do they need? Like I, maybe I'm constantly reflecting because it's (laughs) not like a, a sit down, a sit down and actually write out what I'm thinking but i am always i am always thinking about what i just did so that's, maybe that's kind maybe, of what i was expecting you to say not necessarily like take out a sheet of paper and let's write all this right? down, but I I, i'm not logging i'm not logging no. a reflection right i'm not writing right. writing it down um but i think we're constantly reflecting yeah yeah okay constantly and and i don't know if we're the norm or the exception I don't know. I don't know. I do know that a lot of times I also like, I like to reflect with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I like to always do on my own because then you get that other input or that other way of thinking, right? Just like what we want the students to do. Just like we were talking with Berkeley about having someone to collaborate with, yes. bounce ideas off of. I think it's also important to have Alora and Karina, like, right. <laughs> you know, yes, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know where we would both be right now if we didn't have each other. No. To, to just talk to about teaching. I mean, yes, right. talk about other stuff, but our hearts are so passionate towards our careers and yes. our students that I, I don't know if 
if everyone has a Laura or a Karina. And, and I hope I, that they do. I know. I hope that they do. I hope that they do because I've learned so much from you and from our conversations. I, I would here. not have, I would not have been exposed to the, the, the multitude of books <laughs> um, because you are like a library. You really oh, are. Thank you. <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> not only, oh, not only yeah. in your head, but you, but like in, in real life, you have so many books. Your house is a library, but yeah, I, yeah, I definitely would not have so many books so many math books Mm -hmm. about teaching and reading, reading so many math books that wouldn't have happened without you because I, I wouldn't have, I, you're the one who introduced me to all those, like those professional development books. And I also think, you know, just having a, a quote informal book club with some of our hashtag math rebels, hashtag math peeps and you coming over, you know, you have that desire, you had and have, that desire to keep learning, to want to know. So if it wasn't for you coming to those things, right, right, I don't think we would have had, I don't think we would have even had this podcast. Right. Because I think, I think that first book club that we did was because I was moving to fifth grade and I had no idea what I was doing. Yep. And you're like, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Where you take, get this book. First of all, get this book. <laughs> and and then we started, we start, remember it was the, it was the making sense. Yep. Yeah, it was the making sense of mathematics, but it was the K through two edition. Mm-hmm. And you said, start there so you know where they're coming from. And then, and then we'll go into the three through five. Mm-hmm. And had it not been for that, I would have just gone straight to the three through five. But I'm so glad that I saw the K through two, because again, it you have to know, you have to know the background, right? right, and the foundation so that you can build on that. Because if they don't have the foundation, which many of our students don't, we have to build, we have to fill in those gaps. I think it was towards the end of last week's episode when I said to everyone, you know, if you don't have someone, get on Twitter. Yes. Now, we haven't recorded, I mean, we haven't released that other episode yet. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see if other people say I need a Laura, I need a Karina. Yeah. If we can almost be like matchmakers with somebody <laughs> that's close to somebody else or you know what I mean? To be a to be a um and you know what? It's not even like a work bestie. Cause I, I don't feel like we were besties at work. We no. were just so excited about learning. Yes. (laughs) So whether listener, whether it is your bestie or not at work, it doesn't matter. Just find someone who you can keep learning with. Yes. Grow with. Exactly. Someone who will push you and who will, who will question you and, and support you and that you go on this like learning adventure together. That's, I mean, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for who you can collaborate with, who thinks similarly to you. And even if not, it kind of is exciting to, you know, bring somebody onto your side kind right. of thing. Right, but think think similarly in the way that you both want to get better. I got you. Right? Yes. Because, because a lot of people are okay with the status quo. Yeah. They're okay with going page by page in the in the TE. 
that that's okay for them. And that's, that's where they want to be. Right. But that's not where I wanted to be ever. And that's not where you ever wanted to be. And, and there are some people who, who don't want that. So find someone who's like that, who's, who shares that aspiration mm-hmm. and, and go from there. Yep. But I also, it goes back to what you and I have said so many times, Laura, it's back to being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. Because if you don't, if you, then you miss out. You can't, you can't do any of this work without truly saying, I don't, I don't have this yet. I don't understand this yet. Or I, this is where I have, this is where my weakness is. How do I get better in, in this aspect of it? And that's not easy to do because as teachers, we've been taught that we have all the answers. Right. So as soon as you say that, oh, now I don't have all the answers, well, that makes you not a good teacher. Right. But that's not true, right? Like that's exactly. that's what we have to get away from. And also being an instructional coach, people look at me like I do have all the answers. Yes. And I will say, I don't know. Let me think about it. Let me go research. Let me go you know, ask somebody else. Right. You know, it's funny when Berkeley talked about being, having imposter syndrome. Yes. I I kind of feel like that even with our podcast, you know, some people are like, oh, you two are so experts at, no, no, we're still learning. We're still growing. Right. And I think you're right. It is back to all about being vulnerable. Right. Because even on this podcast, listen, we're putting it all out there. Right. And it, it does speak to our own vulnerability, but it's it's not at all that we know all, all the things. We know everything. We have all the answers. It's not that at all. At all. It's just, <laughs> it's just our conversations. And that's that was the intent right from the beginning. You know, it was our car conversations yes. at the end of the week or at the end of or whatever, when we've had a bad day, we would sit in the car and just talk. And we, we felt that that conversation could help other teachers because if we were feeling it, then we had a feeling that other, other teachers were feeling it too or we were thinking it, other teachers were thinking it too. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not, we have all the answers and we know everything. I'm sure if we listen to some of our podcasts from last year, we think we we would think, oh gosh, why did I say it right. like that? Or why did I say that? That's so not what I meant. Or that's not what I'm thinking now. You know, we, well, we, we did say that in one of our earlier episodes that, you know, maybe a year, five years yes. from now, we'll look back on this and be like, the heck were we thinking about back <laughs> right. then? <laughs> right. But that's all part of the learning process and yeah. the learning journey. And and that's why that's why we named the podcast like we did. We said it was learning through math, that we're continuously learning. And we just happen to be talking about math. <laughs> right. Right. But part of reflecting for me also, yes, I want to look at my own practice. Like we discussed in our questioning episode, in episode 60, we want to also reflect on how the students are thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to reflect on student work. But I think it's also important, and I think this goes back to having that teacher buddy, is reflecting on the content and the standards. Because if you don't know your standards, then you can't teach it. Right. Right. My big example is using partial quotients with decimals. A lot of people think that they can't 
divide when you have a decimal in the divisor. And that's just not true. You right. absolutely can, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you get a, a decimal in the quotient, then you can't use, you have to use long division. No, you don't have to. You can absolutely do it using partial quotients. And it's it's not easy because it's something that we didn't learn ourselves. Right. It's like a, think a about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a mind shift. It's right. a switch of of you know how you learned it. But I mean, the more I see it done by students, the more and the more I see it practice. Like I practice it with my teacher buddy at school too. Mm-hmm. She, like after after a day's lesson, she'll come over. She'll say, "Can you just come over and and watch me as I go through mm-hmm. like process through this problem?" And I'm like, sure. So I walk over there. And honestly, all I do, it's very much I think of you when I do it because all I'm doing is I'm just sitting. I'm not even like, I don't even open my mouth and Mm -hmm. she's working through it. And she's like, is that right? I'm like, I don't know. Is it right? (laughs) (laughs) And then she's like, but this doesn't make sense here. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> you know, like like I'll just like pose those questions to her right. because honestly, I'm taking the opportunity to also practice my facilitation mm-hmm. role, right? Like mm-hmm. how do I become a better facilitator and not always jump in with the answers? How do I practice just not giving it all away and letting her think? But that but she does a beautiful job every single time of thinking mm-hmm. through it and and she's like, okay, so I got it. I understand it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, look at your work, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so all of that. So it's that whole, but you need someone like that. You need to have that relationship with someone so that you can you can get better. Right. What I wanted to say was the amount of number sense that you need to do something like that. You really, you need that number sense and what, that's what we want. We want the kids to have that kind of number sense. We want them to be able to to, th- to think about it like that and to continue to use the things that they know. Mm-hmm. But so many times teachers just say, well, they need to be done with it. They need to be like speed. It's just speed. Fast. I know. One thing that I have really been thinking about, Trina, <laughs> is writing a book. Ah. Like I really, really, really have been thinking about this a lot. And I haven't decided yet if it's going to be personal, professional, or both. Okay. I don't know. I've been reading a lot of memoirs and I love them. And, you know, but then I'm like, who'd want to read about my life? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just your average Joe, you know? (laughs) Right. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, an actress who's famous or, a pro athlete or I don't know, back to that imposter syndrome, right? Right. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would you want to read a book that I write? Of course I would read anything you wrote. Absolutely. Maybe would- start, maybe on a side note, maybe start with our blog, Laura. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you too, Karina. <laughs> start. Thank you for the reminder. (laughs) All right. So maybe I can craft some little ideas there and see if there's any response to that. Yeah, that that would probably make a lot of sense. Thanks for the idea. (laughs) I mean, use our own website. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, it's right there. <laughs> All right, blog posts. Here we come. Now, I'm not guaranteeing listeners anytime soon. So, but but there, there, there. It's 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 out there now, and hopefully, okay. it's out in the universe. We'll see what happens with it. All right, what else you got? How important it is to give the opportunities for students to reflect because that I know I don't do enough of. Absolutely. Yeah. I I might do it here. I haven't just this year. I really haven't given them enough opportunities. Uh, I can do it more in number talks, right? Where Mm -hmm. there's several strategies up there on the board and then they can look at how their strategy is similar or different to someone else's strategy or what, what is different about their strategy to someone else's and how did they get there? Right. Or how, like, is it more efficient? Is it, do they think it's more efficient? Do they, is there a piece of their own understanding that they're not grasping to get to that next step? Does that make sense? Totally. And I'm, I've been thinking because our tutorial after school is going to be starting soon. And I put for the schedule for the last five minutes, a either consolidation or reflection time for the kids to be able to draw or write or, you know, make notes for their future selves, which the teachers aren't familiar with yet. Yeah. Which is going to be something that when we go back, we're having a planning meeting and that's something I want to be able to discuss with them. Right. Because student reflection is so important. It is. And questions like, like what I said, how is your strategy or your your ideas, how are they different or the same as someone else's? Mm-hmm. Could you solve it a different way or model it a different way? Like those kinds of even more independent kind of reflections. Right. Or what is it that maybe going back to that question that I ask students, what, you know, does it make more sense than it did yesterday? We could also say something like, what part makes more sense? Reflect on that, oh. right? Or what part still doesn't make sense? Reflect on that. To be more specific so, instead of yeah. So bring it, yeah, bring it in to something that I'm already doing, right? right. I could, I could easily do that, but I definitely think it, I need to do more of it. I'm, I'm not doing that enough. The one thing I printed before the break that I'm hopeful that I can get started, you know, before this next break, so that they can take it into the winter break. Mm-hmm and take it home is to send games home with a game log and a reflection of the game. Uh, so that's on my to-do list so that that way at least they're reflecting. And that would be, that's so much, that's a fun homework, right? And that involves parents and that brings them in. And it's not a math worksheet with 22 problems, although they probably will be doing 22 problems when they play the game. You know what I'm saying? Oh, easily, but, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not it's not the traditional look of homework, but they're absolutely going to be practicing those skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what is on my kind of docket. But I think I can help you with that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you can keep me accountable. Make sure and, that I do that, and we can discuss different games. Yes, listeners, our challenge for you this week is to let us know who your Laura or Karina is. <laughs> right? That's we, it. We want to know who your reflecting buddy, your collaboration buddy, your teacher buddy, not just your bestie that you bring Starbucks to or Dunkin' Donuts or Wawa. We want yeah. to know who you actually sit and talk. It doesn't even have to be about math, right? Right. Just 
reflecting on your teaching practices, what your students say, what you say. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.